Oh yeah, and for some reason she used like sandbags. Yes. That are. Why did she choose oh, that? It was a Daredevil. That's what it was. Yeah, it was Daredevil. Yeah. But like, why did she choose that one night to like yeah, practice, a- where she's all like. <laughs> Watch. I can cue when it's about to happen, too. <laughs> you guys still remember that? She's rising up right now, isn't she? No, about to. Alright, now. And now she is. And then she's all like, wait for it. And she's like. <laughs> I'm not even looking at the screen. You saw that! I saw it! That's so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what? Dude, there are certain certain moments that live in my mind for rent free, and that was one of them. I don't know why, but that one stood out. It was just so weird and awkward. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Woo. Oh, that's stupid. That was oh, great. Hell yeah. Do we have audio recorded right now? Yeah, that's, okay. it's going. Oh, that's good. That's perfect. Woo! Alright. <laughs> Alright, I got it. Alright. Uh, let's see, where's the time code? Here we go. Gonna start. Seven seconds. In five, four, three, two. What's up, everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV-related news and topics. I'm your host, Anthony King, and with me, as usual, is my co-host, Adrian. And, of course, sitting with us is our technical director, Mike Cards. Welcome back, everybody, for another episode. Hey, man. Happy 101. We're finally past 100 episodes. 101 Dalmatian ass. Yeah. Disney, don't sue us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised for all the shit we've said so far. That we haven't even got like a sister disease. Yeah, don't 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 start that. Don't I put that. Like, don't put that. Don't put that out there. <laughs> don't well, put that evil out there. Well, I mean, when, I guess if you if you get if you're famous enough and you get enough views, then you start getting cease and desist orders to be like, hey, exactly. we heard your latest episode. I'm like, oh, see, <laughs> I know. See, you know, you're making it once you start getting those lawyered. Uh, I mean, if we get lucky, maybe we can NWA it with the FBI letter. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that's how they got really like they got popular because of that. Yeah, uh, that is yeah. very true. So maybe I don't know. Someone sue us, I guess. <laughs> like, somebody sue us, man. <laughs> What's up, guys? Guess what? Bob Iger himself said, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> this mess with too, with too powerful. <laughs> now you just got to shut down. This is our last episode, guys. <laughs> this is our last episode. The mouse came for us, and he's shutting down the house. And then you have, like, the sound like the sound button. <laughs> That's just like, bummer. <laughs> Adrian's being sued. Michael's dead. <laughs> <laughs> we have one of the guys in black eyed peas filling in. <laughs> the ones that you don't know. No, the, 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 two, the <laughs> others. If it's the Will I Am or Fergie's, the two others. <laughs> That's why I always feel bad with like those guys. It's like, yeah, black eyed peas, Fergie, Will I Am, other two. Other two. <laughs> the guy that looks like a Japanese ghost. <laughs> Will I Am, Fergie, uh, Anna. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... the other one will he's not. <laughs> will he's not. <laughs> That's so stupid. But yes, we got big things going over for film news today, and a big thing happening over for the big block blockbuster. Uh, blockbuster, yeah, box yeah, blockbuster box office. Blockbuster box office. 
basically what we're continuing over from last episode, but this is like kind of like a big thing happening over that we didn't catch over until just today. Mm-hmm. Most of these new articles started coming out to today too. Yes. It was crazy just what's been going on. Yeah, because yesterday me and Mike were like, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> then they show up like, oh, we got all these things now. Like Now Damn. we got so much things yeah. going on, man. People are dying left and right. No, I'm talking. <laughs> Everyone's just losing their minds. <laughs> but yes, we're going to go over the film news first. So what we have here going on, Deadpool 3, Jennifer Garner is back playing as Elektra from the Daredevil movies, man. Oh, yes. I didn't think they're actually going to bring her back for that. That's, That's the last person I thought, too. I thought they would bring back everyone else except for her. Mm -hmm. So do you think this is possibly just Marvel, Disney, just trying to take every last remnants that was like Fox Marvel? No, I think it's just Deadpool being Deadpool. The writer's like, fuck you. I want to make jokes. Because that's still technically because it wasn't Daredevil 20th Century Fox. Yes. So isn't this them trying to like gather every last bit remnants that was 20th Century Fox and like, yeah, let's just put it all into the last movie before we're just swapping it over to Marvel side? Normally, yes. But in this case with Ryan Reynolds, I believe this is like, what do we have a available? Joke? Do you think it's a joke? Yeah, I think like they literally look like, what do we have that we could use? Oh, Old Daredevil. It <laughs> <laughs> might as well. Might do you think they can get Ben Affleck then? I mean, he was spotted on set. Yeah, he was spotted on set, so maybe. But I don't know. Does that mean that'd be super awkward to have them in, I know, Jennifer, in the same room? Yeah, them and Jennifer Gardner in the same room. I mean, we we think- saw we saw the photos. <laughs> what he looked like, right? I, I, I don't want to make assumptions, but look at that photo when they're walking together. I'm like, oh, man, that's just <laughs> talking about the photos with him while he's with her, and then the photos of him after he's gone. Hey, I'll make they that- broke. I have made that I made that argument for years. Look at the photo with him with, on the yacht with, <laughs> with Jay Jayla. Yeah. staring at that ass, just staring and rubbing on that ass, and you just see joy in his face. Just <laughs> and then Jennifer Garner, just with Jennifer Garner, just like the cold. That's where you get that picture of him smoking. <laughs> yeah, where he's just stress smoking, where he like gets sad Affleck. <laughs> That's fucked. But does this get you excited for Deadpool three? Yeah. All I mean, the cast that they've been announcing recently. Honestly, it doesn't, I don't say it excites me. Like, oh my God, I'm going to watch. But it's like one thing I know that I'm going to get something that out of left field. Mm-hmm. Like, I just know that. You know, there's going to be somewhere one of those characters is an out of left field joke. Yes. Kind of yeah. like we did with Deadpool 2 with, uh, uh, what's his name? Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. And it's also kind of a way for him to like retcon on another Marvel projects. Like, I feel like that this is going to be a, a turning point to where it's just retconning and dismantling the entire 20th century. See, that's Fox what I'm saying. Marvel. Like, could it possibly be that where it's like, you know, you get in the last characters of 20th century Marvel characters. Now we're going to retcon everything. So just yeah. put them all into one last batch. But also, okay, this on par with Deadpool when they just stick a bunch of celebrities in there and you don't know about it until yeah. later on. Like we did with, uh, didn't do that with, um, not Brad Pitt, but the other one, Matt Damon. Didn't they do that with him? Well, Marvel has done that with Matt Damon. No, but what I'm talking about is in the Deadpool movie, that one scene where they're sitting in the truck, and they're talking about using wipes, and, and it being Matt Damon and and someone else. I don't remember. There's a scene. I remember there's a scene in one of the Deadpools, one or two, mm-hmm. but it's one of the things like they just add people in there without us. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, now that person makes more sense that they're in there. Oh, possibly. They just put Deadpool wipes. 
toilet yeah, paper? Yeah, toilet paper scene. That's it. And I think that's like... Well, I'm going to tell you what the big lie is. It's like... Toilet uh, paper. What's so bad about toilet paper? It gets the job done. Does it? Really? It's, oh yes, yeah, this thing. Say you wake up tomorrow morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's on par shit. with uh, with Deadpool with just sticking a bunch of celebrities in there. So it okay. makes sense. Since so uh, Jeffrey Garner comes back as Electra, okay, but have Ben Affleck just pop in there would also make sense. Mm. Yeah, and so it wouldn't be necessarily leading with them in it. No, it's just like, hey, here you are. Kind of like they did as well with, uh, they showed the X-Men in one scene. That's right. They're yeah, like, exactly. where is everyone? Like, it's like you couldn't afford like, the rest. And then they're like they're really in, quickly in the background, closing yeah. the door. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll say it's on par with, with Deadpool. With that, okay. Yeah. That would make sense. All right, moving over to our next big film news topic. What we have over here is the actor strike. SAG and Afro, they are getting ready. They are already prepping the picket signs. It's three Yo. days away, July 12th. That's the end Damn. of the contracts. If things aren't signed over, if there's no deal made, they pick it. They, they start striking. And that will shut down so much of Hollywood. I'm, I'm. I, it sucks to say this, but I'm kind of looking forward to it. <laughs> you actually want to see it happen? I no, because I'm not only because I want to see chaos. I mean, I'm that person that wants to see destruction. Yeah. But no, because I honestly believe some of these, you know, they do where you know, it's just how Hollywood works. It just sucks. Mm. They, you know, I, I feel like a lot of the major studios do take advantage of you know the actors, produ- uh, the writers. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone else underneath them, mm-hmm. they do take advantage of them. Yeah, no, I absolutely do agree with what you're saying. It's one of those things where if you're not one of the big top like 20 actors in Hollywood, you're not getting anything. No. You're getting paid shit. You get shit hours. You get shit work. And yeah, and I mean, a lot of times we hear about like, you know, this famous director, but you only got paid, you know, $4,200 or $42,000 work with them. Mm-hmm. And it's all because you got that, uh, the chance to work with that director. That's yeah, it. That's it's it. not necessarily like, you know, you got a great job. It's just like, you got a chance to work with them. And that's all you got just to go up. I mean, if the big, I mean, the big famous one is uh, Jonah Hill working with uh, Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm, yeah. Got, got paid a little bit because he want to work more, more, uh, sorry. He want to work with Martin Scorsese. Of course with him, it works because you know, he's making his money. Yeah. But for anyone else, you know, they're going to struggle. They're going to really struggle with that yeah. kind of stuff. I don't know. Do you think they're going to strike though? I think so. I think so. You think? You have like a 98% of them, 98% margin of all the uh, Screen Actors Guild and uh, what's the rest of it? Afro. But like, what does it stand for? I forgot. Uh, It's the American Film and Television... I don't know what R is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, uh, what is R? Uh... But uh, no, I, I could see it happening because you have some demands that are already being looked away from. Mm-hmm. One of them is not really much of a shocker is AI use. Yeah. Remember the AI use? And oh, like American of Federation of Television Radio Artists. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So it's like the AI of use portrayal of their features and voice features used in future films mm-hmm. or as well as just being replaced by remember how we talked about before where uh the talk of potentially if you pay enough money you can ai generate yourself into the movie yeah that yeah kind of bullshit bullshit that was good yeah they were talking about another part was having to do with uh self-tapes self-tape um auditioning Mm -hmm. 
So a lot of the self-tape auditioning was, at least during the COVID standard. I don't get why they'll fight against self-tape auditioning. Neither do I. You see what I'm saying? I don't get why they'll fight. Like uh, <laughs> The only way I can see it is how the argument for working in office right now is kind of a thing. The big argument in the U.S. is showing up in office versus working at home. Yeah, but that's the office job. That's like, that really does but not... I, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I understand it doesn't like, but I I think it's more similar to the same thing where they want you to show up at location so they can get a feel for you in person. But then again, it also doesn't make zero sense that they can't just like, you know, set your phone up and yeah, yeah. record yourself saying a few lines. Yeah I, don't, yeah, I don't see how that doesn't work out either way for them. Like you have here from Deadline, mm. the self-tape controversy, six actors speak about what makes it so maddening, yet at the same time, strangely convenient. Because you have ones where it's like, okay, and this is coming from the time of like during the pandemic where you just record yourself and then send it in. Yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, it says, when it comes to auditioning, this is from the Deadline, it it's an industry remains gripped by the pandemic. Actors are still expected to produce and pay for their own tapes and send them off to casting directors who are expected to sift through hundreds of auditions for every role they are attempting to fill. As actor Michael Gaston, mayor of Kingstown, five days at Memorial, tells Deadline, now that we're in a less dangerous phase of the pandemic and things are quote unquote getting back to normal. Our business has decided for us that we're going to stick with this pandemic model, even though that's not the reason anymore. In their own words, the actors describe how they're being forced to embrace the process, what kind of money they have invested and how they feel the claims that someone somewhere is actually looking at their tapes. Okay. So I can see that you have one side that's like, Hey, this is really convenient. I don't have to drive all the way across LA traffic to, yeah, to the, uh, to the casting, casting area yeah. and sit in front of this awkward room where you have like a hundred other people who look just like you auditioning for the same thing, recording you and then leaving and then expecting you to get to the nether one or by the time you get to your next job mm-hmm. or something like that, you know, because you already know six blocks, heavy traffic, evening time, 6 p.m., even traveling six blocks, that's like an hour. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. So can you imagine like driving across town? To drop it off when it's easier just to send a self tape. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, here you go. But I can also get at the same time where it's like, okay, you don't even know if you're being looked at. Whereas you can be there in person, that people can work with you. You have someone to work off of, whether being at home and just being like, okay, let me get into this mode really quick when I have no one to play off of. Or if you have someone reading it to you. Why not just do the cross blend of both? You know, your first round of audition, everyone send in your tapes. The ones you actually want to really like come back for the actual rehearsals. We'll get a feel for you. Yeah, but it, it comes down to that original one you're talking about, like we'll, whether we'll see the tapes or not. Oh, well, I mean, I think that's just the nature of the beast. It, altogether. That, that's the nature of the beast and the business altogether. Like you're yeah. saying, it's one of those things like, yeah, you're not going to be able to sit through and watch them all. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's just I, I get it that you want your part, but yeah. If you have you know, someone, they submitted, you know, 300 tapes mm-hmm. and by a hundred, you know, by the 150th tape, you find the person that you like. Yeah. You just throw away the rest. Like, screw it. I guess we don't have to do with you this. Know, say we want to, yeah. you know, we want to make, you know, brand new live action Dora Explorer movie and we're going to have open casting calls to find their next Dora. You know how big, how many people are going to try to cast or apply for that? Yeah. But, okay. Not even that, just the open, but you're, let's say you contact, um, uh, what's it called? Um. Acting agencies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all the agencies. So, all, you know, everyone gets the same notice. Hey, we're looking for actors. Well, we got all our, you know, I'll let all my actors know that, you know, looking for parts. 
of course, every agency is going to send their tapes in. And I think I get it. I get it from both ends. I honestly I do yeah. get it. You also have the area where um, it's not costing any of the directors anything. Said, oh. I mean, you have actors yeah, yeah. that are spending money to send in these tapes. Mm. So they're paying for auditions and then being like, oh, well, there's a chance for you may not even get it. So you're just paying for nothing for nothing to potentially be seen. You don't know if you're being seen. But, and that's it. Whereas you can go in person and be like, OK, may I make you a suggestion? Yeah, what's up? Maybe learn how to use a camera and some lights. <laughs> <laughs> Your phone will not suffice enough for yeah. this. <laughs> if you're hiring a crew to film your audition, mm-hmm. maybe learn how to do some lighting and, you know, <laughs> and how to press a record on a camera. I'm just saying, maybe a little bit of editing. So you should have taken that media class. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that, but I, I think that's one of them as well. I, I could see that. Where you also have ones where uh, there are people who do do a casting through Zoom, and. Yeah. Mm. And it doesn't cost anything for them, for actor or director, yeah. auditioning. And it's very professionally well done. So, I mean, that's an easier time to do it as well. So, I mean, yeah. that's way more easier. I can I get, like, the timing of it is probably way more strict because it's like, okay, we have this many people that are auditioning. So, your day will probably be, like, Thursday at, like, noon or, like, 3 p.m. or some other time yeah. or something like that. Um, if it's a lot if- – if it's a Zoom one, I get it. The, you know, you're told, you know, start at noon. It might be till five o'clock. So you just sit around waiting for your turn. Mm-hmm. I get that. But I'm talking like, you know, the tape auditions just, you know, to learn how to, like say, either if you're going to complain about, you know, spending money. Yeah. Do learn. it right. Yeah. But this is also, this is also coming from a mixture. It's also an age thing as well. Yeah. yeah. So it you, is, have, you can definitely see an age difference yeah. between the two people. Who you have the ones that are like, I hate this. This sucks. Who have been in the business for a long time. And then you have like the newer actors are like, okay, this is really convenient. Like, I don't have to pay. I like, I don't have to well, drive. All is the way it more town. like, the, I hate this. It sucks. Cause I had to go all the way. Is it one of those things where they're feeling petty? Cause they had to do all that stuff. And now things are more convenient in the modern day. I think, okay. I think I should do what you did said. Like, it's just a hybrid. Yeah, Either. if you want to show up, you can one, show up. If you don't want to, just send tape. I think so because the same guy that was uh, being interviewed for this, mm-hmm. quoting again from Michael Gaston, the one that was uh, the actor, yeah, was saying that I'm 30 years, like I'm 30 some years into my career. Auditioning is how I saw my peers. I would see each other in the room together, not just the casting people, but I would see the people that I've come up through the business with. That's how we were in contact. If you hang around, we can go get a coffee. Stuff like that would happen all the time. You can come to where we are now and nobody sees anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's really it, it's also an age gap thing as yeah, well. Where it's yeah. like I, It's like that woman that's like during the pandemic. I don't know about you guys, but I was chilling. <laughs> I was playing online the entire Dude, time. I was, I was calm. I was chill, and man. And then you I have the older one. People. And then you have the weird old person that's just like, man, I can't go to the park and kiss people's babies anymore. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, some people really freaked yeah. out. Yeah. Like mentally broke down from the lack of like socializing. Yeah. So this is coming from an age area where yeah, I get my that. career, we've always met people. This is how you meet people. And it's like, oh shit, I don't know how to do this. And you have the younger crowd that's like, Oh, this is really convenient. I can yeah. just tape myself, send it in. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I could definitely see the so two sides. So it's a mix. Yeah, yeah it's the yeah, mix between yeah. that yeah. one. So those are, those are some of the ones. I don't, they're very, they're keeping kind of hush on everything else. Yeah. Uh, but that's some of them. Yeah, I just, I'm kind of with Adrian. I, I kind of really hope that they'll actually strike. 
Yeah. Just if they do, it says here that that would put a major halt on everything. Oh, yeah. everything. No, that's that's okay. The main reason, that's, other than the chaos, mm-hmm. but the main reason is because it gets shit done. It does. It absolutely gets shit. It gets done. shit done when things are strike. But what sucks about it about this is. This is going to cater more towards the SAG after yeah. versus the writers. The, the writers, yeah. unfortunately, yes. yeah, yeah. So they're going to be like, "Well, shit. All right, I guess we'll give you guys something." All we just got to hope for is actually SAG after does look out for WGA and hopefully. Well, yeah. it's all up to was it Fran Drescher? Yeah, Fran Drescher. She's the one that's to see if she help with the she's compromise. The, yeah. the president. Okay, mm-hmm. of SAG after. Yeah, yeah, she's the she's running the entire thing. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean. SAG After has gone on saying that they support WGA yeah. and WGA has gone on support for SAG After. Like mm-hmm. if they decide to strike that they're uh, they're supporting their fellow union, you know? Yeah. But unfortunately, how I've yes. seen life is money we, talks at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. Money yeah. Talks. yeah. So we're done with that. All right. We're going to move over to our last bit of film news before we move over to the main topic tonight. What we have here is this um, editor who pulled the scathing um, story about David Sasloff running WB and Discovery. Mm-hmm. He is now in a whole heap of shit when people are finding out that he's also a producer for a movie for Warner Brothers. That's some, Dude, what the? That's some sly why? shit. Mm-hmm. That is why. Yeah. So what we have here, GQ editor-in-chief Will Welch is producing a movie at Warner Brothers titled The Great Chinese Art Heist. Which, all this is coming up to head in fruition just a few days right after he pulled that article. What was the article called? How Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Sasloff became public enemy number one in Hollywood. That was the name of the article. So they first put up that article, um, which it was written by, who was it? Oh, it was... Um, Jason Bailey? Yes. Yeah, yeah, film critic Jason Bailey. Mm-hmm. So he put up this article. Immediately, they took it down, and they put it up with, like, a more friendly version article. And then still right after that, they pulled that article down. Yeah. Now, from what they are claiming, what did they say was for the reason why they pulled down that article? Let's see. The article was edited for its original version and later pulled after Bailey asked for his byline to be removed from it. Mm. The post... Oh, this is coming from the IndieWire, by the way. Uh, Quoting the Post reported that the decision to edit the piece came after individuals at Warner Brothers Discovery complained to the magazine about the story, which in its original version compared Zasloff to succession character Logan Roy and Richard Gere's business character in Pretty Woman. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so we have here, but spokesperson for Warner Brothers Discovery offered a slightly different take, which they said the freelance reporter who made no attempt to reach out to Warner Brothers Discovery to fact check the substance of the piece before publishing a standard practice by any reputable news outlets. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> okay, so we know, okay. Well, every, you hear about this every single, any, even on like YouTube, like uh, news outlets, mm-hmm. they all say, we contacted them, they gave us nothing in return. That's, that's standard. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to answer back to any of those questions. Mm-hmm. To say that, oh, no, because they didn't, you know, they didn't do fine research. Bullshit. That guy, I guarantee he contacted them, asked them, hey, is this true or not? Never got a response. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess I'll publish it because I didn't get a response. Now, how do you feel about like the moral ethics of producing pieces of things that you're financially involved in? What was the question? So like if you're producing a journalistic article piece on a company you have financial stakes in, do you feel that to be morally ethic? 
Do you think that person has a say? No. No. No, they don't. Mm. If you're saying, if anything, you are held accountable to that outlet. Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes to like a news Hollywood outlet like GQ. Yeah. You gotta you gotta take whatever it is that they come out. And is and call they, as, yeah. as well as is GQ producing the film? Or no. is he is he is but just him, just the editor in chief. So why the hell does GQ have to do anything with it? Nothing. Exactly. He's just That's, the editor in chief. Exactly. So he has for him to pull it to say you know to say face on WB, mm-hmm. it makes it goes against everything you're supposed to do. I mean, it's almost at the same level as I don't want you know talk shit, but same as, as political news networks. Yeah, when they you know you got one side obviously for one side, and then you got another news story for another side. Yeah, and they always you know well he said this, they said that, and they stick to you know their side, their side. Yeah, versus you know in, in entertainment, it's supposed to be like you know just open. Mm-hmm. You don't choose a side; you say what it is. But it's worse when you're you're trying to save face for a CEO. Oh, it says that they ran the article already. Oh, okay. So they okay. ran it. And yeah, they then, ran. Yeah. Then they got the call. Then they got the call. Yeah. Which is even worse because th- at that point, you're just essentially bowing down to the CEO. Yeah. That's just stupid. Man. And we, like, you know, stuff like this happens all the time. It does. It's one thing to say, like, yeah, but. To be so face value, though. Yeah, it's yeah. just so up, yeah. out there. Like, you know, we're not going to talk about this. And it just makes you look more petty. And looking at the the freelancer, Jason Bailey, he's not like any pushover either. He's not some like random ass. He's a freelancer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he's not even employed by GQ, but he's worked with businesses such as numerous formats, such as Top 40, Rock Hot Talks, and Sports Talk, uh, WWE, TNA Wrestling, MTV, ESPN, CBS Sports, CNN, NFL Network, mm. just to name a few. So he's not just some small time. No, he's not some yeah. small time whatever journalist. This guy has been working as a career in journalism. Mm. So he's he's not some like dude that just came off the street and just started shit talking, just trolling. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck David Sasloff. Yeah. Fuck, fuck like Warner no, Brothers. he followed. He followed through. Oh, okay, so this guy knows his job. He knows what to do. He know, he's a writer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then, yeah, that's just. So it just makes you look super in league. Like, it, it just really makes you look like you're in bed. And it's like, if that's it's, the case, then it's just like, okay, well, then does that mean he's feeding you articles of what you should publish mm-hmm. about all the stuff that's good about my studio? And not only that, but how, if, if he's trying to hide this one story, mm-hmm. how many other stories has he hidden? Exactly. Right. It really questions his, you know, his code of ethics and, you yeah. know, if he's ever been involved in anything that was conflict of interest for him or the company. Yeah. Yeah. And it really makes you think about like, every article now that JQ, um, GQ's uh, published. What's ironic as well is that if David Zaslav had never, had never called GQ about this article. Yeah. No one would know. Probably would have no one would know. Yeah. Yeah. Or lesser people would have. And honestly, no one really cared to because you know how many articles are already scathing about him in the first place. Why try to stop one? Yeah. This makes it look worse. When you have like 10 others already the, talking shit yeah. about you. This one just draws more light. Like, why is this one more important? Like, why is why is this one the one that you're telling him, stop, don't do that? And so it, and it just it is revealed. Yeah. It's like your editor in chief, your buddy. Who's an editor-in-chief is a producer, and it seems as if, like, hey, if you don't pull this article, you're not going to get to produce this movie. Yeah, it seems that way. Possibly, yeah. And has has this 
I don't know if you ever looked up the this person has produced any other films or any other projects. Yeah, I've not seen if he's produced anything else. Because that might lead into other, you know, once people start digging down that Ooh, hole. Ooh, yeah, you're right. Um, start looking down that rabbit hole. Yeah, well, oh, we're going to have to see in the next couple of days or a month and see if they even open up an investigation or even look into it to see if there's any. The only thing that sucks about this is this doesn't lead to any actual real consequences, rarely. No, no. It's just it's, the only thing that will happen is if this blows up back in GQ's face, they're going to have to contain it. You know, contain it or let them go one or the other. Exactly, yeah. But as for any real world, you no, know, yeah. repercussions, it's it's Hollywood. It's not legal or anything really yeah. like that. It's just like I said, it's, it just goes against the code of ethics for journalism. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna cover over our main topic tonight, which is something going big over for the box. Well, it's for the box. Blockbuster block, box office. Yeah. Damn, I can't say it, man. Yeah, too many bees. Bo- too many bees. You Blockbuster sound box office. Yeah. Today, Junior. <laughs> All right. So we're going to have a quick sponsor from Audible and we'll be right back. And we are back covering over our main topic tonight. What we have here is Insidious. The Red Door already sinks Indiana Jones. With $32.7 million at the box office opening. Already has surpassed Indiana Jones. Which, how long has Indiana Jones, been, Indiana Jones 5 been out now? Like a week, right? Or two weeks? It was like at least two weeks. Yeah, I thought it was about, a week. Yeah. Like, yeah, again, I didn't know it came out. So it, it was released June 30th. Oh, June 30th. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so... So about two weeks ago. Almost. So been out for almost two weeks. Oh, a week and... Oh, it's been nine days. Yeah. And then how long has Insidious been out now? It came out this weekend. This weekend. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I believe so, yes. Yeah, July 7th. It's been out for two days. God and it's damn. already surpassed Indiana Jones 5. Did you guys see this coming? No, honestly. No, I never I saw know. that coming. I thought it was just like, oh. you. Well, you know me mm-hmm. with sequels. Yeah. It only stops at three. Yeah. So it's like, oh, five. All right, whatever. So the fact that it made more money than I thought it was going to. Especially both of these have gone past. Three. I think both of these are the fifth ones in the franchise. I think yes. both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fifth, the fifth movie. Mm. Now, what was the budget on this one? 16 million. 16 million. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure because I'm looking up right now on Wikipedia. Uh, it just says I'm looking on the franchise itself. Five films. Four, 42.5 mil. For total? Budget. Total. Five films. How much box office for all of them? So far, box office again. We since this one just came out, so we don't have yeah. a uh, complete uh, six hundred and six point nine million dollars. Damn! Wow. Yes, this is like what's it called? Uh, what's They're that? making money off of this. Well, dude, done. this is uh, what's that movie called again? That fucking shitty ass horror movie that we got stuck watching. The which uh, one? <laughs> uh, no, the one that uh, uh, call you know, uh, was it uh, requesting your theaters? Um, oh, paranormal activity. Yes. Oh, this paranormal shit. activity all over again. Oh, God. An extremely low budget with a high turnout. That's, oh, this my is goodness. every studio's dream right here. But that's the thing is like, no one would ever thought that a horror film could be a summer box office. Oh, no, no, no. Like a huge blockbuster for them. Uh, percentage wise, right? Yeah. Yeah, no one thought that this would be like, oh, you know. Like I said, it was. I mean, if compared to this one, I think it's just this and Spider Man that are making the most right now. Yeah. Compared to, I think, um, I think Sounds of Freedom is also doing pretty well. 
But besides for that, all the usual ones I thought were going to be the biggest hits have all flopped. It just shows that people are kind of tired of that blockbuster, um, you know, films. films. I mean, it's just tired because we get so many. You know, last year we talked about it, that there's so many out there that you just like, well, do I really want to watch it this week? Because it almost seems like every other week we got a new blockbuster. Yeah. It almost feels that way. Yeah, and we have it right here. So Insidious for for right now sitting at its global box office is sixty four mil, yeah. based off that sixteen million dollar budget. Well done in yeah. two days. So it just shows that <sighs> two days it, only. Yeah, it just shows that effort makes makes a project. You don't need a high budget. You don't need a hundred million with you know a star studded cast. Mm-hmm. To make a good film, you don't need an ensemble cast. You don't need a two to three hundred million dollar budget with well, the, even the ridiculous, VFX, yeah. the ridiculous VFX that, let's be honest, don't look that great. Yeah, it, Flash really proved that one yeah. recently. Yeah. <laughs> Versus this is you know, get yourself some good actors, mm-hmm. yes. a good visual, uh, not visual effects, uh, get yourself a good makeup crew, and there you go, you got a great movie. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you need to have. Whatever movie that you have and whoever you have starring, that's going to affect that movie and the general audience of who wants to go see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But it's not even that. It's like, do you now see there's going to be a slight shift in how summer film releases are going to be coming out now? No, absolutely Or do you not. think they're going to keep at it with, like, you know, blockbusters every other month? The same thing. It'll be the same blockbusters every other month. Well, this will be the first year that Disney doesn't hit a billion. Yeah. And it's... Annual revenue. And how many films have they released so far this year? Let's see. They have The Dial of Destiny. They Mm. had Elemental. Uh, Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Um, Whatever Marvel films came out. Whatever Marvel films. Oh, Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah, Ant-Man. Whatever uh, Pixar or Disney Animation. Mm -hmm. So they've already had quite a bit come out now. They grossed around like 800 mil or something like that. 830 something mil. Mm. That's still peanuts too. Yeah. When they usually gross up over a billion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they didn't make a billion. Disney right now is not doing too good. Dude, no one's doing too good no, right now. No, absolutely not. But no, that's no, so what I'm saying. That It just shows that if you put effort into a project, mm-hmm. you can create something great and not try to force your audience to like, you know, like say it was something flashy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fill the roles of people that fill the roles and not just with, oh, wait, what if we had. Bradley Cooper in it in this one. Now we got more money. Let's put Bradley Cooper in it. Let's I mean, put Scarlett Johansson. Like I would say, like uh, like I would agree with you. Like you said last week that you got tired of Mar- Margaret Robbery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you know you see her in everything, and you would put her like in, like I said it's more like if the studio said, you know, what if Margaret Robbie was in this versus let's get a let's you know make yeah. a movie. Let's get let's get somebody who actually fits the role. Instead of just they're they're looking at the actor and like let's put this actor in a movie so we can make money off of this yes, actor yeah. instead of just creating a story and they're like all they, right let's or see they what. create the story around the actor yeah so you think that this is a chance for or not really a chance but you think that this is a showing of Hollywood to be like damn we actually have to try to make engaging movies see that's now. what I would hope that they'll yeah. think like if this if these poor box office numbers would be any other time in the year, they wouldn't care. But but because it's summer, yeah, I would hope that this will hit them hard enough to realize, like, hey, man, we need to switch some stuff up. Normally, I would say maybe this would, but uh, due to uh, past, you know, you know, 
with other horror films. Like I said, Paranormal Activity, the Saw films, you know, uh, the Conjuring series. Mm -hmm. Those make a lot of money. Yeah. Somehow the studios have not picked up, or at least most studios have not picked up with the idea of like, maybe we should write a story that's good, then put the actors in it versus let's make a movie that's based around the actor Mm -hmm. and thinking that that actor is going to bring us money. Because we don't want to see The Rock for the fucking 500 Well, time. I think, like I said, we're, they're too focused on the the actor sells the movie more than the plot and story. They're focused yeah, that, on that. But that day, those times are long gone. What I'm talking about, like, remember, okay, because I was thinking about this on the drive earlier. Yeah. Um, think about, like, in the 70s, when you had films, 70s, 80s, and early 90s. Mm-hmm. You could sell a movie with just Stallone on the cover. Yeah, That's yeah, it. yeah. You had Arnold Schwarzenegger. You had Van Damme. You don't even need to announce what type of film it is. It's just, hey, Stallone's going to be another film. Oh, shit. I got to go see that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got to rent it. I got to get it right yeah. now. I don't know. I don't know if I'm... Uh, but I now, know, the, I don't know the, if I would see Stallone again. Yeah, but like... <laughs> no, but I'm talking about that there, era. Is there, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, do, do you feel like now there's like films like, you have to see this movie because this actor is in it? Yes. Like, That's do what you it feels feel like. that? Do you feel it, that now? It feels like the studios yeah. are still yeah. trying to tempt that. Like, oh, you guys, The Rock's in this film. Dwayne Johnson's yeah. in this one. You got to watch it. But all, as the audience, we're like, well, we really don't care. Like, it feels, it feels like, you know, you have your closet and it's full of shirts, mm-hmm. plenty of shirts, but you only have five shirts that you really wear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels like that. Like you have this whole closet full of abundance yes. of other clothes, but you stick to the five that you wear the most because it's just the ones you wear the most. It's the ones you feel comfortable with. Yes. yes. Yeah. So it's these ones like playing it safe. Like, oh man, I could try and switch it up with this like maybe blazer with this like white shirt underneath. I, th- I think I'm going to throw on my Kohi and Cambria shirt. Or is it? Okay, no, got- sorry. That's all in disrespect to Kohi and Cambria. I'm going to reel that back. I'm just going to throw on my favorite white shirt. <laughs> okay how about this I'll, th- I'll throw one theory out there what? is it possible the studios know that the script is shit so they just need something to cover it up at this point it's more of like well damn we gotta have something fuck yeah, it I think just it is like it. yeah we just gotta have something yeah it's like we gotta fill we gotta fill the gap somehow we can't not just have nothing I, but I, I think it's also that ADHD mentality it's like come on Jim you know we want that script where's that script at you've been working on script for like so long, man. We've been promised this a long time ago. He's like, I just worked on this like three days ago. Yeah. He's like, you see, like the deadlines for getting projects finish faster, but they're, they're stuck on yeah. that. No, because I, I was saying about my theory is that they were there. They know their script is mediocre, mm-hmm. but if we put Kevin Hart in there, he can make some jokes and make it funnier. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, okay. I see. Yeah. Yeah. You with get those, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, like, oh, well, this was just charming. So we put him there. Maybe he could mask up the, you know, some of the mistakes. They're trying to like pay out for the higher end actors who cover up for the shitty mistakes and shitty writing in the plot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It seems that way. I'm not saying they are doing it, but it does seem that way. No, I'll definitely say with a, a couple of them. Absolutely. It does seem like they're really trying hard just to cover up some bad writing. Yeah. I mean, look at some of the movie posters you have where you had creative po- posters before developed. Mm-hmm. And then now you just have these group ensemble pictures. Yeah. Fill with actors and actresses because if you see a huge ensemble cast and you're like, oh, I like that actor, you're going to go see that movie because mm-hmm. you're like, wow, I like that actor. That but, one's really cool. But that's been proven lately that most people don't do that anymore. Yeah. But in that, this mentality, yeah. but they keep doing it. Because yeah. in their mentality, they're like, hey, it's kind of working still. So therefore, we got to keep going. We'll just keep pushing with it. Like, first, like right now, like let's say uh, Barbie's about to be the, so, you know, seems like be the next big one, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
So they're going to see like, oh, Margaret Robbery. Well, if we put her another film and put her in the, in the face of it, yeah. people are going to want to watch it. Or uh, what's his face? Um, I always forget his name. Uh, the guy also on Barbie. Uh, playing Ryan Gosling. Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Like if we stick him in another one, we know we're going to get some people to watch this. But see, that's the purpose of the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can see the poster and be like, Barbie. Huh. Interesting. You go into the movie that you're about to watch and all of a sudden the Barbie trailer comes on. You're like, hey, that actually looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's got so-and-so in it? Well, wow, we got to say that one. Instead of going to the poster and just seeing like a fucking candid group picture that you take at the carnival. Like it just, it, also, it looks like no, shit. But also it does, I thought about this, it does affect the idea of like we have that ensemble where you have the 10 casts of all these people. Like, okay, now I think, not that saying being overwhelmed, but to the point is like, why? Yes, I don't like it. Yeah, there's not it. one person you're really there for. You have like a whole cast like, Oh, it should be doing good in your film. Well, this is the problem I have with ensemble casts. They're usually on safe movies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because on the safe movies, you can go no wrong. Yeah. And you have all these actors and actresses that you possibly like. Look at everyone loves ScarJo. She's in this movie. Mm. I'm like, okay. Well, like, can you imagine seeing like an well, ensemble cast in an A24 film? No. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. The one I always think about is what's it? It's called Love Actually. Was it that one that's that had like? Okay, I know what you're talking about. Is it the one that had like 15 people in there? Like just yes, but it wasn't like a group picture of like, hey, we're friends. No, but no, but the advertisement was like. But it was pictures of like. Yeah, it's like yeah, 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 yeah. yes. Yeah, because yeah, Hugh Grant, Colin Firth, Emma Thompson, Karen Knightley, Liam Neeson, Thomas Brody Sangster, Bill Nye. Bill Nye? 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 No, no, it's different. Not like Nye, Nye, oh. Nye. Not scientist Bill Nye. I was like, I never seen Bill Nye in that. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. that movie. So, yeah, I see what you guys are saying with that kind of stuff. And it really, it's, it's not a seller anymore. It's not. No. I hope this takes, Hollywood takes this chance to be like, okay, maybe the methods we're not using, maybe the methods we're using isn't working and the ones we're not using is the one that's going to work. Therefore, we need to go back. We need to backtrack away from the formula that's safe and play a little loose with it. Yeah. Go back to the days we had one A-list. Yes. The one A-list and then have your actual supporting cast. Yes. Yes. Mm. Back, I'm telling like, like I said, back, I'm still thinking back to those days when you had the Schwarzenegger films. Mm. You had Stallone. Even back to the 70s, so Bronson. You know, you had that one person. That you want to go see, mm-hmm. but then you had a supporting cast like, oh, fuck, that person's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And I think also, too, before we close off, I mean, the biggest problem we do have when we were seeing is just, just Hollywood's just banking only on nostalgia. So there's nothing fresh. There's nothing new. We're like, no, oh, that's interesting. I've never seen that or heard of anything like that before. I want to see that. Like, no, you're going into a movie theater knowing what to expect. And it's like they're like I said, they're becoming safe movies because you know what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. The Rock's going to go in the jungle and save everyone. Yeah. Which movie? I don't know. You pick, make a choice. <laughs> You're actually going to have to step away from the model that unfortunately is not working, that you think is working, mm. and go to the model that you think shouldn't work, but will actually work. Absolutely. I think if you just put a little bit of effort into the whole market, not marketing, but hire someone to do this. I don't know. Be creative. <laughs> hire someone. I don't know. Be creative. Like, step back. Don't breathe down the neck. Let them work. Seriously. All right. Do we have anything else to cover over before we fully close out? <laughs> oh, I mean, also, I feel like it's a it's a note to mention. Um, this is also insidious. This uh, 
was it the Red Door? Yes. The Red Door or whatever. This is also Patrick Wilson's first directorial debut. Yeah. Yeah. So, well done. Yeah, good job. Good job, good man. Job. Well yeah, done. I'm liking that. I'm liking the directors becoming, or actors becoming directors. Yeah. yeah I mean, you've been in the business for so long. Yeah, you got to you know, know what to do. You know what we need to do? We need to go this weekend to go watch it. Hey, man. Yeah. yeah that sounds yeah, like a great that's, that's, idea. That's all I'll go. meet you guys there. <laughs> I'm on my way. Don't worry. We'll pick you up. Yeah, don't worry. We'll, we'll be there. You know, in fact, I'll get your ticket. I'll order right now for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll buy your ticket for you. You're like, oh, that's great. Oh, that's that's so cool, guys. That really is. That's really, that's really great. Yeah, that's that's really up, cool. Yeah. Just start the car. That's really <laughs> awesome, guys. <laughs> really. That was so cool. Slaven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast. I'm curious on your thoughts on tonight's topic. How do you feel about insidious taking over for the good old indiana jones at the box office do you love it do you hate it do you think it's weird you can leave a comment below if you're watching this on our next junior youtube channel if not we'll be putting this up on our open forum on our website www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash red band podcast for our listeners discuss episode topics and various other film related news put out episodes every wednesday for audio listeners you can find the red band podcast on itunes amazon music spotify iHeartRadio and our course our website which I'll say again www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash red band podcast and as usual before we fully close out Mike has those last end notes for you guys yes all the different ways you can be able to listen to us including the Apple podcast app consider heading on over there and leaving a five star review for each episode or do we do by episodes or just five stars general uh, I think it's just five stars just general. in general well head on over there leave a five stars in general <laughs> we would really appreciate it I believe you can leave a comment or so uh describing how you enjoyed our episodes as well as heading over to youtube you can be able to watch the live versions of these episodes not this one in particular this is just more of a, an audio one kind of recovering a little bit from the weekend so uh but all the other episodes you'll be able to watch lives especially the last episode our fourth of july 100th episode special where adrian and i jumped in the pool so head on over there to be able to watch that live including being able to leave a comment down below of topics you think we should cover next or what you think we miss uh there's always new film news so we appreciate if you leave a comment down below of what you maybe heard through the grapevine and then uh you know we'll go and check it out maybe it might be mentioned as well as heading on over to our patreon account which we do still have yep head on over to our patreon account which you should be able to find as well on the apple podcast app as well as on youtube in the links below so head on over there and consider subscribing to those where we have different packages to choose from and more subscribers equals more content and we would really appreciate it if you guys head on over to subscribe because we want to keep doing this. We love doing these. So we'd really appreciate it if you head on over there and consider subscribing so that you can be able to hear some of the uncut versions of these episodes because some of them get cut pretty good because mm. of, of my dumb ass. <laughs> I'd be saying some shit. So head on over there and consider listening to those. Almost done. <laughs> Take the nice bread <laughs> <No>. there. <laughs> as well as heading over to Instagram, TikTok, and yes, we got that Threads one as well. I had to. Had you to do get it. That, get, get that nice, you know, TikTok, oh, Instagram Threads, right? Yep. Yeah. Instagram Threads, which is I'm, I don't know if I can legally say it. <laughs> it's essentially Twitter. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyways, head on over there where we where I post regularly. We're always post kind of post something. So. 
So consider subscribing to those as well. And uh, yeah, I think that's everything. Did I cover everything? Yeah, that yeah, sounds, sounds good, good to me. Okay, cool. All right, guys, right, so you heard it from Mike. Please like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Later, taters.